Everywhere we turn, we are faced with hot mess mom culture, celebrating the messier the more mom you are. And while yes, motherhood is messy and full of labor and love, I'm here to bring light to the claims Satan has on our lives as mothers. We are not messes. We are masterpieces designed by God on purpose for a purpose. So join me for a conversation about stewardship as we seek to intentionally multiply all God has blessed us with in motherhood, marriage, life, and faith. Let's focus like Philippians 4.8 calls us on whatever is true, wholesome, noble, right, pure, lovely, peaceful, admirable, excellent, and worthy of praise. Together, we can raise a generation of masterpieces and steward our lives in a way that matters most. Real quick, friends, I just wanted to hop in here and let you know that today is going to be a two-part episode. My conversation with my good friend, Colleen, was just so rich. And the subject of postpartum depression and anxiety and mental health cannot be covered in 15 minutes. Let's get real. So enjoy this. We'll break it up into two parts, and I hope you'll come back for part two. It was such a good time, and um, I'm just so glad you're joining us for this conversation. Hey friend, how are you today? I am so excited for this episode. Um, Just something very near and dear to my heart um, and something I am really excited to talk to you all about. It may be a tender subject for a lot of women. Um, We're going to be talking about postpartum depression and anxiety, um, mental health with regard to motherhood. And so if that's something that might upset you or this is not a good day for this discussion for you, please feel free to stop it and come back another day when it is a good day. But um, I think you're going to be blessed by this time. Um, So let's just pray about it real quick. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the gift of motherhood. God, we know that we live in a broken world and as we Uh, mother sinful children and sinful adults, God, it can be hard and overwhelming and hormones do not help a lot of times. God, so we pray that as we have this discussion that it is loaded with your grace, God, that it is loaded with your compassion. Father, but most importantly, we hope it leads to healing and freedom for the mom on the end of this um, podcast, God, that just needs to hear that you love her, that she is not broken beyond repair, God, that you want to heal her. And um, she is not less than if uh, she is praying as hard as she can and she can't seem to get her act together, God. None of us can outside of your grace. And God, I pray that the resources provided her here today would be ones that lead to freedom um, and joy and restored purpose, Father, that she feels comfortable um, expressing what she needs to, uh, God, and that you give her a safe place to talk about what she's experiencing because we are not alone and we haven't been given the gift of motherhood to do alone, God. So I thank you for good friends. I thank you for good providers, Father, and I thank you for the conversation we're about to have. Um, So please help me welcome my good friend, Colleen. Uh, She is a physician assistant, um, which is a PA, if you call them that. And she has a journey of her own. So we're going to talk a little about the personal, but also the medical, which is not my area of expertise. That's okay. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Um, So 
let's jump into it. Tell us what you want us to know about your journey. Sure. So just to give some credibility to the listener here, um, my name's Colleen. I've been a physician assistant since August of 2014. My background has been primarily in oncology or cancer, um, as well as emergency medicine. So not two common fields you're going to think of for postpartum uh, depression or anxiety, but a strong background in counseling and working with people who are going through hard times. Yeah, totally traumatic. Um, From the parent perspective, um, I am a mom of two. I have two girls. um, That are precious, by the way. (laughs) I'm fans. Um, So my eldest will be two in May. Um, So I was pregnant with her during COVID, um, like right at the beginning. Had her May of 2020. And then my youngest, I had in August of 21. And she is eight and a half months and crawling. So big milestone. How did I miss this? (laughs) I didn't see you for like a week. So um, kind of my experience with postpartum anxiety and depression came after my second child. Same. Not at all with my first, which Same. you would think with pandemic, that would be the breeding ground for it. Nope, I was fine. <laughs> um, so my experience was, I remember explicitly sitting in my pediatrician's office at that five-week visit because we were a scotch late for the four-week visit and was you know authentically filled out the questionnaire of you know the postpartum screening and I was tearing up and I was just like this this is where it's gonna come out like I'm just probably gonna word vomit at this poor woman that things have been really 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 hard I've been angry at my husband. I've been angry at my mother. I've been angry at my toddler. I've been angry at myself. I've been angry at my neighbor who's trying to mow their lawn at a reasonable hour on the weekend. (laughs) And, you know, we got to acknowledge the position we're in Mm -hmm. and we're going to have to move forward. Yeah. So I, as soon as she stepped in and she, you know, we went over that my, my daughter was doing great. She's thriving. No issues with the baby. And she pulled out that humble piece of paper and just waterworks. Mm-hmm. And I do not cry. Yeah. And this poor, poor pediatrician was just like, oh gosh, <laughs> here we go. Um, but she saw, and she, she sees it all but the she time. Didn't do that. Of I course mean, not. It was my perception that she was dreading oh, yeah. it. Anyway. So, um, you know, I just let it all out and she's like, okay. She's like, what is your plan? No. And I remember saying, I'm like, I am going to go, you know, I had my follow-up with my um, OBGYN the next week. And then I had scheduled something with my primary care um, just to make sure that I was doubling down on having conversations with my providers to set myself up for success. Um, Whether that be either therapy, medication, or combination of both. So, um, but I remember leaving that appointment and as soon as I got in my car and the kids were buckled in and I was good to go, just the floodgates of the devil in my ear going, you did this to yourself. You thought you could handle two under two. You chose this. Yeah. You chose this. So this is, this is where you are. This is your cross to bear and you can't do it. You can't hold it. Yeah. So suffer the weight. This is. Put your big girl panties on. Yeah. And um, so I drove home crying, but I got home and 
gave myself a pity party for that day. Because sometimes you need to. It's, yeah. It was just an acknowledgement we don't have to of run. this is hard. Yeah. We don't have to run from hard feelings. And that was precisely it. It was, it was Colleen, stop pushing it away and feel it. Feel, yeah. feel all of this. Acknowledge that this is hard. But in order to be the best mother and woman for these two girls is we have to acknowledge that this is a problem and that you need help to fix it. Which I'm a type one Enneagram. I get like we're supposed to be able to fix, do, overcome because perfection. Like there's this achiever inside of you that needs to level up in everything. And I hadn't failed anything before, right? Never. (laughs) Never. I will never forget. It was also after Luke, my second. um, And I was 14 months postpartum before. And I had spent months, like months fighting it. And I will never forget. There was this one time I was screaming at Justin at the top of my lungs. I mean, I didn't know my voice had octaves that high outside of cheerleading. Um, I had never known anger like that. And Justin was like, Jonna, 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 trying to get my attention. And I was yelling so hard that I didn't even want to hear him. But he was trying to show me that Levi was scared to death and cowering under the rocking chair in our bedroom. Like he was terrified. And I was like, oh my gosh. Who is this lady? I I don't like her, Yeah, but I am her. And so I'm going to fix myself. So it was a good like six weeks after that until I like... I was like, okay, I'm going to double down. Like, first of all, there was this pride. Like, I'm a health coach. Mm-hmm. Like, I should be able to fix this. Right. You're not I allowed to have people, any issues. Right. I tell people all the time that their fitness is going to fix everything. Or that's what I had been telling them. Um, and that if they prayed hard enough or did their daily devotionals and kept a life of routine, that their lives were going to be fine. Yeah. So if checklist. I couldn't fix myself, then then there was a problem. And I was obviously a terrible Christian too, because if I couldn't pray it away, my faith was lacking. And those were all the lies Satan was like spinning in my head because I, his goal is ultimately to lock us down in shame and a cycle of yuck so that we can't even see our way out. And if we do see a way out, we're too weak for taking it. Mm-hmm. Like he is the father of lies and half truths. Somebody told me that one time and it just stuck like, some of those things are true. I do have the power to control some things in my environment, but my hormones are not necessarily one of them postpartum. And I think you bring up a good point here is that your hormones in your body are a factor. Um, so to your point of, yes, like you can have all of these things to do, um, whether it being, you know, daily exercise, appropriate nutrition, avoiding, um, nicotine and alcohol getting appropriate amounts of sleep excess caffeine excess caffeine um (laughs) you can do all of those things but you still have to acknowledge that your body your hormones are are a process within themselves and that sometimes those need appropriate support that it's not just a mind over matter yeah yeah and I think too often, at least in Christian circles, um, 
there's not grace for that. I agree. Um, and there hasn't been enough discussion about how to support moms biblically, but also with grace. <laughs> like as Christian moms, we're not called to bear the cross. We are, but we we don't have to do it alone. And I do think the Lord, you know, some people disagree. And if you disagree, I understand. Um, there's room for all of us in this discussion, but um, there are, I do think the Lord has allowed us medical intervention to help us do motherhood well. And I'm not saying like we need to, that pharmacology and, and medication is right for everybody. There are, there is a spectrum of yeah. postpartum anxiety and depression and not everyone falls into the same category. Sure. Um, but acknowledging, seasons. yes, but acknowledging that there are options and multiple ways to go about this, I think is something that as you go through your recovery journey, you have to be open to acknowledging that you need counseling or that you need therapy, um, that you need medication. You may need some at different periods. You may not yeah. need one of either. Um, and just being open and humble and honest with yourself that if you're really going to get better, you have to be open to those possibilities and yeah. you can't white knuckle through it all. 